thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to do good in our lives, that you want us to have revelation knowledge so we can live in that goodness that you came to give us. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you came, that you we may have life and have it to the fullest. And we thank you that that comes by revelation knowledge. And we're just asking you to teach us today and every day how to live in that life of fullness. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I was just wondering if you would go somewhere with me. If you would think back to the day that you were in school and all the chaos that goes on when the teacher is not in the room or before class starts and how there's the sort of normal kids, then there's obnoxious kids, and there's always just this real quiet kid that doesn't say anything. And in that child's quietness, it seems that the other children are annoyed by that. And the child ends up to be like a mystery. And in that, the kids, because he's not talking, they start maybe teasing him or making things up about him that aren't true. And in that, they're um, getting to the place where they actually end up hating that little boy because, I call him a little boy, because this little boy just doesn't interact. He doesn't talk to them and they don't like it. It's making them uncomfortable. And you know, so much of the time when you're in school, you know, everybody wants to be following the right way to go. You want to be cool and following that crowd. And it reminds me of when Jesus was here and he was quiet with the Pharisees and um, they didn't understand him and they hated him. And um, so in the little story that I want to show you, um, I want you to notice how, you know, you might be a person who says that God is quiet in your life. And I want you to think about when maybe you were in school and there was always a few kids that, or maybe just one, that would start connecting with that quiet child. You know, maybe that kid would just um, give that boy a glimpse and kind of let him know I'm here, I understand, and I'm just gonna, you know, be here when you decide to open up. Then all of a sudden, that little boy is giving the other child the answers to the test, inviting him home with him, and really getting to know him. Well, the rest of the class has no idea who this um, little boy is. He's like a mystery. And, you know, the same thing I want to compare that to is how we get to know God. You know, there's so many people that want to go with the crowd and what's popular and what is thought is to be right. But how many people want to just get quiet and get that glimpse of Jesus and, and say, I'm here. I'm ready for you. I, I'm just going to be here. And, and when um, you decide to open up to me, I'm going to be here. And really, that's what it takes. It takes getting quiet and just letting him know that 
you're, you're there. You're there for him and that you trust him. And um, he's going to end up opening up to you and sharing who he is with you. And actually, the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When you do that, you're getting to know him. You're taking that time to get to know him. And so the other thing I want to say is when Jesus comes on that day, he's going to say to some openly, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. On that day when he comes, he's going to say to people who, who obviously thought they knew him because they said, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. He's going to say, no, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And how are we even going to know if we've practiced lawlessness unless we've had that communication with him, unless we let him correct us, unless we've taken that time to get to know him? You know, just like the kids in the classroom who won't take the time to get to know the quiet um, boy that's sitting there. You know, if we won't take the time to get to know Jesus, we're just going to we're going to be lost. And on that day, we're not going to have um, anything to defend ourselves with because we just didn't want to take the time to get to know him. And that is really the bottom line. And it's always the bottom line is we're too busy. We don't think it's worth it or he's not real or he's just too quiet. And if he is quiet in your life, it is because you aren't in agreement with him. The boy that got to know the boy in the classroom became in agreement with him. He decided to do it his way. And with God, it's the same thing. We have to get in agreement with him. If we disobey God, we're really saying, I don't agree with you. If we won't take time to get to know him, then we're really saying, I don't agree with you. If you don't take time to get to know anyone, you're really saying, I'm not in agreement with you. I really don't want anything to do with you. In fact, God said to me one day, he said that um, many think they're just going to move in with him when they leave here. And right here and right now, they don't have time for him. They don't agree with him. They really want nothing to do with him. But they think that they're going to move in with him someday. And I just thought that was like the, the way to put it, because it's really an eye opener. What are we thinking? We're thinking we're going to move in with someone we don't know, someone we don't have time for, someone we don't even care about. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, you're giving him your attention. Like the little boy in the classroom, you're saying, all right, I have time for you. And um, when you give him that time, he sees that and you can get to know him. God isn't saying no to us. I'm just showing you this through this little story that I created to show you really what's going on. We think God is a mystery. They thought that little boy was a mystery because he didn't talk. And God doesn't talk to somebody who you don't give him the time, you don't give him time to talk to you. I mean, he's, he's, he's wanting to, he's wanting that relationship with you. But, you know, you got to come out from among the noise and give him that time. He's not going to force himself on you. 
he already did everything there is to do, you know, to um, make himself known to you. And so when we give him that time, that really is loving the Lord, our God, with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. We're putting everything else aside and saying, I want to get to know you. And then not only that, I want to obey you. Because Jesus said that if you love me, you'll obey me, and then I'll show myself to you. That's when you hear God. You know, so many people tell me they don't hear him, and it's really scary because really what you're saying is you're not in agreement with him. You're the obnoxious person or maybe the, the normal person in the crowd, but you know, you're in the crowd and you want to take that way and you really don't know, you know, who you are. That quiet one knows who he is. He knows exactly who he is and he knows exactly the plan and what is to come. And um, when you are confident in who you are in him, you will tend to be more quiet as well because people just aren't listening anyway. They're not listening. They're just so wrapped up in all the things that are going on in the world. The enemy has us so distracted with things, with care, lust of the flesh, anything that you think about all the time, anything that you put above him and what he's called you to do is really your God. And then you can't go to God and that God at the same time. The word tells us, Jesus said, you can only serve one. Either you'll serve one and love the other or love one and hate the other. You can't serve both God and something else. And so, you know, I felt like what God is saying to me today is, you know, he's so falsely accused, just like the little boy in the classroom. You know, we're saying this about him. Well, I'm not going to say we. Some people are saying this about him and that about him. They never open the book. They have no idea who he is. You know, they live by hearsay, someone else's opinion, or they create their own thing, what they think of him. And it's not the truth. And it, then, you know, God ends up being accused of even what they do know is said in the word. Well, he didn't heal me. He didn't take care of the situation. He didn't do this and he didn't do that. He doesn't care. And really, you're hearing a lie. You're, you're speaking a lie, you're thinking a lie, and you're he hearing a lie. You know, the rumors that were said about the little boy are the same kind of thing that's going on now with Jesus. We have an enemy. Jesus said he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he comes and he starts rumors about Jesus. And then we believe those rumors. Some believe those rumors. I don't want to involve myself in that. I mean, you got to look at the word to see the truth and you have to know him to see the truth. Are you going to believe those rumors? And if you're believing those about him, you're not even giving him a chance. In 1 Corinthians 13, God describes himself. Love, he is called love, and love is patient, it's kind. It's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. The Amplified Classic Bible says that it thinks the best of every person. And I felt like God was saying, will you think the best of me? 
know, even sometimes I get a little discouraged and I need that reminder. Are we thinking the best of him, even though we don't understand or we don't know what's going on at the moment or it doesn't seem like he's doing anything? Will we think the best of him, even though it seems like something else? If you know someone and someone says something about that person, you don't just easily believe that. You think the best of that person because you know that person and you know that person is good. And that's what God is saying. Will you think the best of me? Will you give me the benefit of the doubt? I don't want to be a mystery to you. Jesus said in Mark 4 that he's only a mystery to those outside of the circle, to those who really don't want anything to do with him or take the time for him or even have ears to hear. He said, if you have ears to hear, if you pay attention, pay attention to what you're listening to. You know, the narrow path is the path that leads to eternal life. And the wide path is a path that leads to eternal misery. And so if you're following the crowd and you're thinking the crowd has it right, and you're, you're not taking the time to get to know God, you're going to be thinking um, the wide path. You're going to be on that wide path. Not many on that day, Jesus said, um, or many on that day, Jesus said, are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in, in your name and we did that in your name. And um, so the many are the ones that aren't going to make it. The few on the narrow path. Jesus said, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? All this is by faith, trust in him. And you can't trust someone you don't know. So if you're not taking the time to get to know that one that seems to be quiet in your life, you're in trouble. You got to get to know him. You got to get to the place where he shares with you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When you do that, you're going to have intimacy with him. He's not a prayer. Getting on your knees isn't a religious thing. Asking Jesus to come and live on the inside of you isn't a religious thing, but it's what you're doing is you're having a relationship. You're going to listen. You're going to hear God talk to you and lead you and guide you. He's calling us to be a witness for him. And if he's a mystery to us, then he can't be, um, we can't be a witness for him. You know, Jesus said that I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I call you my friends. And so when you take the time to get to know him, to be his friend, he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of things he said. Jesus said that. He said the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of what he said. He's going to be your counselor, your standby, anything that you need. The Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And so if he's living on the inside of you, then he's going to be talking to you. And he's there all the time unless you push him out, unless you don't have time for him. If you're in a relationship with someone, the person that doesn't have time for the other person is the one rejecting that relationship. God has time for you. He's always there and he's always going to be there. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But when you don't hear him, you've really walked away from him, him, not you.
he's always there. You know, Jesus said that um, he's knocking on the door of your heart. And if you'd invite him in, he'd come in and dine with you. And if he's going to dine with you, he's going to hang out with you and be with you all the time, right? If you have dinner with someone, you're spending time with them. And so if you've never asked him to come live on the inside of you, the word says that he who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're calling on him, if you're serious about committing to a relationship with him and you want to obey him and be a part of the quest that he's on right now. And if you don't know what that quest is, is he's trying to make himself known on the earth. He is trying to manifest himself through us on the earth, and he's looking for workers. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's going to show you his way. You have to be pliable. You have to be teachable. Let him correct you to show you how to live in his kingdom right here and right now. The kingdom of God is within you, Jesus said. He said it's not going to be like here or there. You're going to be able to find it somewhere, but it's within you. As you submit to him and live his way, that's his kingdom, him living on the inside of you. And so when you commit to that, you're going to need instruction. He's going to teach you. He's going to correct you. And he's going to um, grow you up to be like him so that you can represent him. Jesus said, I only said, say and do what my father tells me to say and do. And that's what we should be doing. If he did that, then how much more should we be doing that as his as representing him, we need to find out what he's saying, what he's doing, and get out of the crowd and get on that narrow path. Represent him, be an attraction for him, and um, be that witness. And if you want to do that today, I certainly want to pray that prayer with you. All you have to do is believe. I want you to know, too, that he took stripes through your healing. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He did all those things for you. And he wants to give you all these things. He came that you may have life and have it to the full until it overflows. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, you get all that. And it's by faith. And he's going to teach you. He's going to grow you up so that you can receive. And of course, the enemy is going to come against you. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God is going to be there for you all the time. And the enemy cannot touch you when you submit to God and resist him. So if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to say that prayer with you right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for what you did for us. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We're, th we're thanking you and praising you ahead of time for teaching us, for correcting us, and showing us that path that you have for us that um, leads to the good life. We thank you for all that you did for us, and we just want to receive it right now. I thank you, Lord, for each person that is praying this prayer for the first time, and even someone who might be recommitting, that they would clearly hear you and continue to obey you, and so that they can continue that real live relationship with you. We love you so much. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer with me, I'd love it so much if you let me know. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So He is His Word. And when you take the time 
to get to know the Word of God, you're going to be taking the time to get to know Him. And as you submit to that Word, you're going to start hearing Him talk to you. And you're just going to know it's Him. You know, it's not always a voice. Sometimes it's annoying, but He'll make Himself clear to you. And then you just obey Him. And then you're going to live that wonderful life that He came to give you. To the full, John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Tell it over, folks. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.